Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Go to uh, Peter Dowdell, the Irish Gardener.com. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Trish. How are you? I, I'm very well, and you're very welcome. And we have so many questions uh, coming in uh, to us. Lots of people are out in the garden. The weather is just glorious, isn't it? The whole world is on gardening leave, and now the weather is, is, is playing its part as well. It's gorgeous. Okay, let's get straight into questions. Jerry says, "Could you ask Peter, please, what's the what's best to feed rhododendrons with, and what kind of conditions would you recommend for flame of the forest?" Many thanks and happy Easter. That's from Jerry. Well, happy Easter to Jerry too, and and both flame of the forest, which is a pyrus, and rhododendrons, but they both like exactly the same conditions. So, what you would feed them with, you need to think about what they need. So. The reason I kind of go back a step is because if you can give them the right conditions day one, you may not need to feed them. So what they like is an acid soil, Trish, which is a soil with a pH of seven or just below. Seven is neutral and below seven is acidic, which is what we want, or particularly what rhododendrons and and pyrus forest flame want. So they want acid conditions. They want shelter from the early morning sun. So they don't want to be facing east or due south. Uh, The reason for that is because they, they produced their flower buds last autumn for opening this spring. And when we have that frosty weather between autumn and spring, it burns those buds. And then when the sun comes out, like today, beautiful, bright sun, it just, it, you know, there was no frost this morning, obviously, but it thaws it out too quickly. It burns the flowers. So you don't want it to be facing south or east. Um, a good acidic soil uh, um, and not overly water retentive. So it doesn't want to be a waterlogged soil. So if you can give it those conditions, then as they establish and as they mature, they shouldn't need any feeding. However, if they are struggling or if they're new plants, give them an, uh, an acid or an ericaceous plant food, which is just something with the containing sequestered iron, which gives them iron to the plant at the, at the wrong pH, if you like, is kind of the easiest way of putting it. So something with sequestered iron in it. Uh, from March through the growing season, so kind of depending which product you're using, fortnightly or monthly throughout the growing season. And then in the autumn, come July, August, September, that's when you need to feed them with something like sulfate of potash, uh, are the nature safe tomato food, which is a very high potassium organic feed, um, and that will help promote uh, flower buds for next spring. Okay, Eileen says, could you please ask Peter to name shrubs for bees? Um, about one metre max in height. Hopefully, I'll be able to buy some soon, says Eileen. So, what kind of shrubs would attract bees? Well, yes, hopefully, he will be able to buy them soon. And there's obviously hundreds or th- there's thousands of, of shrubs and plants that will attract bees. The, 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 the things to remember without going through an exhaustive list, the things to remember are the simpler flowers, the better. So if something's like, um, like we were just talking about rhododendrons there, rhododendrons and pyrus are good for bees. They'll they get too big, of course, they'll get higher than the meter. But if you look at, if you can imagine something like a camellia, with the, the double flowering, the ruffled centered camellias, things like that, they're no good for bees because they find it very hard to get the pollen. So the simpler the flower, the better. Uh, something like a very simple dahlia flower or a cosmos flower. Oh, no, they're not shrubs, but they're all simple flowers that the bees find very bright, very attractive, and very easy to get the pollen or the nectar from. So uh, simple flowers are the first thing to remember. 
if possible, it's a native plant, but I mean, there's ongoing discussions about that, how important native is, uh, but if possible, native plants. The, the, what they're finding in studies of, there's, there's, there's some brilliant people in universities over in the UK here too, obviously, but they're doing a study on, in, in one of the universities in the UK about what plants are most attracted to bees. And they're kind of working backwards. So they're getting honey and then they're tracing the DNA backwards to find what plants they're coming from. And they're finding during the winter months that the things they're feeding on most of all are alder and willow and those kind of flowers. Now, if you know them, Trish, or if you're familiar with them, they're very like catkins. Again, the, the, the nectar and pollen is just falling off them. So it's again, it's simple plants. I'd look at, to get specific on the collar things, look at things like hebes, uh, lavender, uh, single roses, uh, viburnums, a simple viburnum, simple flowering viburnum. As I say, there's loads, but just bear in mind that to try and keep the flowers very, very simple. Okay. Hi, uh, this is from Eileen. Could Peter let us know where where you can buy vegetable seeds or cabbage plants online during lockdown? I'm enjoying my extra time in the garden, so I thought I might start a little vegetable patch. That's from Eileen. Eileen, I'm afraid you are with I was going to say half the country, you were with 18 to 90 percent of the country who thought it'd be a good idea to try a vegetable patch and you just won't get them at the moment. Um, raised beds are sold out everywhere. My own store, we do raised beds and vegetable seeds. We're completely out of them and we won't be back up and running until the lockdown is over, until supplies can get into us. Um, I have a post up if you want to have a look at it. It's on my own Facebook page, Irish Gardener, where I've asked uh, I've given the opportunity, if you like, to anybody who is retailing and doing online sales to put up their links on, on it. So if you're on Facebook, have a look at my page, Irish Gardener, you'll see the post. Um, and there are a few garden centres around Limerick and Cork that are delivering, but I don't know if you'll actually get vegetable plants delivered. I know Hanley's and Cork may be doing it, but but I think they're only doing the essentials like fuel. Um, most garden centres are are playing by the rules, I'm glad they're to say. Lockdown, and that yeah. They're, yeah. yeah, they're conscious of the fact that the, 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 the more the better behaved they are now, the quicker this is all over. So I think you're going to find it impossible, I'm afraid. OK, and Eileen listening to us in the city says, I've got tomato liquid seed, tomato liquid feed, I'd say that's meant to be. Uh, I have it a good few years. I'm wondering, will it still be effective? It's there about seven or eight years. It's just difficult to get at the moment. And I'm wondering, could I still use it? Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, its effectiveness may diminish somewhat over the years, but there will still be nutrient value in it. A liquid tomato food like that, I'd say, would be pretty much as much as good now as when you bought it. I'd say you'd be fine. Hi, Peter. Any advice for reducing or getting rid of grass growing up with my ground cover contoniaster? This, yeah, this. Uh, this this goes back, you know, the, the caller doesn't want to hear this, but this goes back to when the job is being done day one. It's crucial, really essential that the preparation is done properly. And that's not to say it wasn't in this case. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. But uh, when you get ground cover plants beginning to do what they're supposed to do, which is cover the ground and form a carpet, if there's weeds coming up in between them, then number one, it looks unsightly. And number two, it's next to impossible to eradicate them. So before planting, if anybody is looking at planting Catonia Aster or other ground covers, make sure now before you plant them that the ground is weed free, because believe me, it's much easier to do it now than it is in this situation when the the plants are already knitting together. All you can do, I'm afraid, there is no magic wand on this one. You've got to get in there with a shovel, with the trowel, hands and knees, get down and dirty, get the grass out. If it means cutting back Catonia Aster here and there to get to it, I would advise you to do it because if you don't get it out properly now, the problem's only going to get worse. But I'm afraid, 
I suppose look at the positive, make use of the make use of the fact that you have so much time now because we are in lockdown. You can get out and do it. Uh, but there's no magic wand for it, I'm afraid. It's a bit of donkey work. And glorious weather this week, so, so make hay while the sun shines. Uh, Sheila says, hi Patricia, question for Peter. When What's the best month to trim back a mature leyland hedge? You're too late to do that now anyway because of the Wildlife Act. The best month to do it, I would say to you, would be kind of second half of February, just before the, the, the spring growth starts. Uh, and if you want to then... If it gets a bit untidy, then during the summer, if you wanted to give it a trim back, then come late September, October uh, through the winter. But end of February would be the, the best time to do it, I would say. Peter, I have several small single primrose plants still in their pots now losing their flowers. Can I leave them in the small pots indefinitely uh, or do they need feeding? They need feeding or planting out. No, it depends if they're, sorry, let me rephrase that. If they are actually primroses, the common yellow primrose, which is a plant called Primula vulgaris. If it is that, then no, they won't need feeding at all. Uh, I would advise planting them out, though, because they probably get too big for the pot or the pot. When they're small pots, they also risk drying out too much during the summer uh, or getting too wet during the winter. So I probably would plant them out. If they're the the, the kind of F1 hybrids, the, the primulas that you are, the primroses that we would, you would have gotten a garden centre with all the lovely different colours, blues and reds and, and different shades, well, those F1 hybrids tend not to come on that well year after year. So if, if it is one of the F1 hybrids and if it is growing in a pot, I would suggest giving it a bit of feed. And it will need a bit of TLC to get it through from year to year, whereas the wild one obviously won't. OK, and one yeah. final one. Um, I dumped the lawn cuttings in a corner and two fir trees have died nearby. The grass is two feet from the trees. It's in a dry corner. Was it last year's drought or could it have been seepage from the lawn cuttings? I wouldn't think it'll be seepage so much. Like the, the lawn cutting would would generate quite a lot of nitrogen. There would be ammonia then leaching into the soil. So, I mean, it's on, on it's possible. It is possible that it's from the lawn cutting, but it's unlikely. Being honest with you, and I imagine when they talk about last year's drought, I presume they mean 2018's drought because we didn't really get one last year. Um, 2008. I would say the drought of 2018, depending on how old the trees were. Like if they were mature trees 10 years or, or more, it would be unlikely to be drought damage, even though that summer was quite severe. Um, but if, they're, if they were less than 10 years or certainly less than five years old, I would be very, uh, it would most likely be the drought. If you're, if you're anyway unsure and if that's where you're dumping the grass clippings, I would dump them somewhere else because it is possible that it's them. And also dumping grass clippings in a situation like that where it's just on their own and they're not being mixed in with other compostable material, you do lead to um, anaerobic conditions, which aren't good conditions because the the grass just gets sodden and wet and smelly. Much better to mix grass clippings with with more more open material like twigs and and mulch and branches and things like that. And it'll all, you'll have a better air circulation in your composting then. Okay, all right, that's where we leave it. Listen, have a great week and enjoy and Easter. Easter before we forget. And many yeah. happy returns. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers, Trish. Thanks Bye-bye. a million. Bye bye. Peter Dowd of the IrishGardener.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.